Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. What a crazy volatile week we saw in these grains and in the livestock as well. We're going to kind of take a look back as to what we've seen in these markets, what we saw in the trade as we wrapped up a Friday with all the different outside influences continuing to play a role. Joining me today is Sue Martin. She's with Ag and Investment out of Clarion, Iowa. And let's start there. Volatility kind of seems to be the key word, whether you're looking at grain or livestock today, Sue. Well, it is. Um, you know, the markets took a tremendous tumble yesterday from some highs, uh, like soybeans, for example, got up to 1633 basis March. And that was right up against an upper Bollinger Band. But the market fell hard on massive liquidation. I think what happened is when that bit of news came out, it was like all of a sudden everything is priced in and, um, you know, you've, it's like anyone who wants to be long is now long. But the key is uh, markets have to continue seeing buying. And when that buying stalled uh, and started to sift lower, all of a sudden, I think liquidation hit because we've had such huge moves in soybeans. Now, the wheat and corn, of course, wheat followed backwards with it as well. But corn also tumbled after having made new highs, um, contract highs, not new yearly highs per se, as far as a lead contract, but new highs and fell back corrected. Now, today, those markets have reversed and turned back stronger. Uh, wheat and corn especially were the markets that turned stronger and um we had a nice comeback and closed corn maybe nine ten higher. They had been up around thirteen higher, and then the wheat had been up thirty higher, and uh, it closed about twenty three higher. So the markets did soften off of that. Um, but the key is uh, there was talk that um, uh, in uh, the. Um, situation between Russia and Ukraine that we could see um, warnings were coming out. Uh, Sullivan was saying that Putin might not wait for Olympics to end in China. Um, he also said that um, he didn't know if Putin had issued an order to attack, but just the talk of it, and I know this morning, um, President Biden, while he has said it before, told people, get he probably had a few words with it, <laughs> out of Ukraine. And in the meantime, um, you know, that would then say he's thinking that there is a uh, situation coming. And then we also seen where uh, Russia is setting a plan in place uh, to help or accept the uh, Russian-speaking dissidents uh, in um, uh, Ukraine, which my understanding is the eastern half of Ukraine is mostly Russian-speaking, and they tend to be very pro-Russian. And then you look at Crimea and what he did in Crimea, and same situation, they were pro-Russian, Russian-speaking, what have you, but also Russia wanted the ports on the Black Sea. And they've also got, Ukraine has a port on the Black Sea that, they rent out space to Russia, but it's a port that never freezes over. And I think uh, Russia would like to own that port or control it. And so I think there's more at stake here. 
And uh, so because of all of this turmoil, all of a sudden the markets just ignited and you had wheat running and then corn was running. Silver, not silver, but gold went sharply higher, up about $25 an ounce. Um, currently, as you and I speak, well, it's not much off that. It's twenty four fifty an ounce, and uh, and where silver is up eight sixty. I think it's going to be all about gold in this deal. And um, boy, our indicators are looking beautiful on gold, be it whether it's the daily, the weekly, or the monthly. They all look great. And um, so all of that combined, crude oil uh, was up over four dollars a blue barrel. Um, and it's trading currently about $3.60 a blue barrel higher. So as you look at everything that's been happening globally, is there some nervousness? Do you feel some nervousness in this trade as they try to kind of work their way through it all? Well, there is a nervousness. Um, but, you know, you've got so many... Um, how do I say, irons in the fire, so to speak. You know, you've got the political situation going on with Russia and Ukraine. And then we have to keep in mind that Russia supplies Europe a lot of energy, natural gas especially, although natural gas is not performing here today. But um, they also, between Russia and Ukraine, they supply the bulk of exports into of wheat, corn, um, other commodities and energy, by the way, into the Middle East, which is kind of interesting. And so, you know, that's why everything's just sort of ignited. But then you take and you look at the cold weather that we have had. Yes, it's been nice this week, but the cold weather and there's talk that the East Coast may see another bout of cold weather in March. And um, they certainly have been hammered and, you know, heat bills are up 30 some percent. And um, and then you look at uh, the weather in South America and how it's whittling down the crop in South America. Soybeans, um, you know, this was a huge break by CONAB. They're the equivalency of what our USDA is. But what that did was it was like it threw the kitchen sink at it and lowered the, the production number sharply, went from 140.3 million metric tons down to 125.5. Well, now what does that do? USDA went from 144 in January um, or going into January down to 139, dropped at 5 million metric tons. Then here in February, they dropped another 5 million metric tons. This puts pressure on the marketplace for next, um, I would say, for next month's report. Stick around, folks. We've got a lot more coming up. It is the Friday version of the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network. At Fontenelle Hybrids, we understand there could be some tough decisions this spring when choosing seed for your farm. Fontenelle still has a good selection of Extendiflex soybeans with triple stack tolerance to dicamba, glyphosate, and glufosinate to handle your toughest weeds. Contact your local Fontenelle dealer about ExtendFlex soybeans and ask about our locally proven corn hybrids too. Always follow IRM, grain marketing, and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label direction. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as we continue our conversation with Sue Martin. She's with Ag and Investment out of Clarion, Iowa. So, you know, with all the things that are happening, Russia, Ukraine, talk of energy prices, looking at these bean prices where they're at, a lot of discussion of corn versus bean acres, fertilizer input costs. There's a lot of fingers in this pot 
for these grain markets. Having said that, is there some nervousness? Are you hearing some possible pullbacks when it comes to the thinking process of, of planting this spring? Well, I think at some point we will see a pullback here. The question mark is, was yesterday the top for a little bit of a, a nice little correction? The one thing I will say is when we look at the ultimate potential of prices that we could go to this year, first off, there's a nice, on the longer-term charts, there's a nice flag, bull flag. And that bull flag projects over $18. And on the basis of the lead contract, so in this case, it'll be March beans. Um, but then you look at um, wave counts, major wave counts. And we've hit a wave three major count, surpassed it a little bit, been trading over it a little bit. Um, but a wave four is 19 38 on the May beans. So to do that, my take is to get that high of a number, I would suspect that we're going to see. I apologize. First, you had a frog in your throat, and I got one. Um, I suspect that it's going to take some U.S. weather on top of everything else that's happening. And we have to keep in mind the world is building reserves. They're in the process of building reserves and also not only in the process, um, but they have to get the, the facilities ready in some of those countries. But we're going into a reserve building demand driven market. And then you put weather in on this and politics and, and what have you. It's, it's an interesting time, but it's one where seven and a half percent interest or not interest but um inflation rate the highest in 40 years now the talk of the fed raising rates maybe as many as seven times this year ultimately giving a one and a half percent increase that is nothing it isn't going to stall it's just going to give a hiccup and we'll move on four percent interest is cheap interest very cheap interest and i suspect that at when people with foreign countries are looking at building these reserves, that's not going to stop them. The interest rate at 4%, whatever it is, for now is too cheap. And it's not going to stall them one bit from buying. They're going to build those reserves. So let's flip the page for a second here and look at it from a livestock perspective. They watch, you know, where these prices have gone, where they continue to go, and knowing that they have to make that bottom line, but when you're seeing soybeans pushing 16 and now corn, you know, getting closer to $7, how's it budget out? Well, it is tough. But on the same token, I know that cattle producers would rather see cheap corn. But last year we seen corn over 7 and it didn't slow anything up. And I suspect it's not going to slow anything up now. We have a very tight hog supply. You know, a lot of disease, PERS, PED, now um, APP. And, and then you look at the cattle industry, and yes, our wheat pastures are not looking great. So we've been moving a lot of cattle off of, off of wheat pastures. And so cattle are in the feedlots, lighter weights. We're going to see in the cattle on feed report coming up here in February that we've seen another large placement number in January. But they're lightweights, and that demands a lot of corn. And then you've got guys needing, especially in the north, but needing to be buying feeder cattle. 
And when you looked at the cattle biennial inventory report, it shows we are very tight supplied on cattle and going to get tighter. I think we've got um, um, the cattle market, the cattle producer is the one part of agriculture that has not enjoyed the nice ride or the big move. And I think that's yet to come. Which would be good for these guys, especially when we see the amount of heifers that are coming to market because of these dry pastures and, and lack of feedstuff for some. Exactly. And it's not just us. Canada's gone through it or is going through it, has gone through it. You've got Europe very much liquidating down in the pork side. And then the demand, just today, China announced that they were going to do a big expansion in meats and uh, by 2025. And if they do that, I think the uh, pork industry, they were going to keep the hog herd about the same. Um, their um, uh, sow herd is estimated to be 4% larger than a year ago. They, what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you, Sue? Well, our number is 1-800-527-0051, and these are exciting times. Yes, they are. And that has been today's Fontenelle Final Bell. As a reminder, commodity futures and options do involve a substantial risk of loss not suitable to all investors. The Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all the local dealers on the Rural Radio Network.